everybody, welcome to the Linux Cast for uh, August 21st, 2020. I'm your host, Matthew Weber. I'm doing a solo episode again tonight. Um, I'm working on getting the audio to be better, so I apologize to those of you who have actually listened to these episodes all the way through. I know the audio is not great. I'm working on it. I'm learning. Uh, yeah. So anyways, tonight's episode is going to be on the merits and disadvantages or downsides of tiling window managers. Now, this is not by far, you know, the most original topic in the world, but what the hell? This is what I'm going to talk about. So, um, where should we start? So, let's start about what, what with what I use. For the most part, I use i3, but anybody who knows me knows that I enjoy moving around a lot. I enjoy changing things and racing things and using different distros and um, you know, d- desktop environments and stuff. So um, I move around from i3. I've used Qtile and BSPWM and um, Herb's Love WM or whatever it's called. I've used Xmonad. The only one I haven't had extensive use with is uh, DWM, and that's mostly because I'm too stupid to figure out how to install it properly. Um, that's just the truth. So why don't we just go ahead and, and to jump into the merits. Now, these are all um, – I, w- I will state this up front. What you use is very much a personal choice. What works for its based on what works for you with your workflow and what you need to do with your computer. Um, so these merits may not apply to you. There, You may have other merits. Um, what I would recommend you do is just completely ignore my nonsense and go try something if you're interested in tiling a window manager. That's what I ended up doing, and I can hardly stand going into a regular desktop environment anymore. So... Uh, for me, it's tiling windows managers or pretty much I don't use my computer anymore. I'm just so much more productive in a tiling window manager environment. Um, so let's go, jump into the merits. Uh, the, so the first one is is going to seem odd. The windows are automatically placed, but you can still move them around. So you're probably asking, well, can't you do that in a regular desktop environment? Um, well, yeah. Um, but I guess what I mean by this is that when you open up depending on what window manager you're using when you open up a new program or a new window it goes where you expect it to go so like if you are in plasma you will likely you know you open up a program it's going to appear on top of another program and you if you want to switch back and forth you have to you know click find the other one or find it in the docker you know, control uh, control tab or alt tab or whatever it is to find the program that you want, and that can be fucking annoying, especially when you have you know uh, you know six or seven apps open, or if you have multiple monitors and you're trying to find them on workspaces, and it's all just you know it can be a confusing mess, and that's the experience most people have, um, unless they they're much more organized than I am or have ever been. Um, but with tiling window managers, you open up one, it takes up the full screen. You open up another one, it, depending on what, you, you know, it open a, it'll open up right next door to it, you know, split screen. And then you open up a third one, and depending on what window manager you have, it'll open up in a certain place, and then so on and so forth. And there's, it's the predictability that really makes it so much 
better for multitasking, I think. Um, now, I mean, it's not for everyone. If you're... I mean, if you ha have to run, like, 12 apps on a single screen, I guess it could be because there's only so much real estate. But that that's going to be the a downside of anything graphic, I guess. Um, so... But just because the... Um, the windows you know appear in a certain order in in tiling window managers doesn't mean that you can't move them around and that kind of leads me into my second point which is that um tiling window managers are much more keyboard centric now that doesn't mean that you can't use keyboard shortcuts with like plasma or gnome um in fact with gnome you're kind of meant to use keyboard shortcuts a lot more than you are with plasma um or rexfc or any of those others um but with tiling window managers, you really do rely much more on your keyboard than you do with your mouse, than your mouse. Um, and at first it's kind of weird. You know, you find yourself going back to the mouse and using it for things that you really shouldn't be using it for. Um, and you, but over time you just train yourself to know that, you know, like super one, super two, super three changes workspaces. And, you know, super D usually brings up the, you know, D menu or Rofi or whatever, and Super Enter brings up a terminal and all these so and so on and so forth. Um, whereas normally you bring up, you know, you'd have to go into if you're in Plasma, you'd have to move your hand to the mouse, go up to the application menu, find the application you want, click on it. Um, now, I mean, obviously you can create Windows shortcut, Windows key keyboard shortcuts for applications and such or whatever. Um, but it's an, it's an extra step. Uh, so I, I really enjoy that about win, uh, tiling window managers. That's an, it, it does take some getting used to. Um, keyboard uh, navigation on your computer is not for everybody. Um, if you're a writer or you're a programmer, chances are you're used to using your keyboard for most things, Like especially if you're a Vim, a Vim user. Um, t tiling window managers will fit right into your workflow and substantially increase your productivity I think um, mainly because you're not dealing with having to find and hunt for your windows um, that you like you'd have to do in a desktop environment um, the next one is kind of a really weak point I'm calling this customizability but really the best thing about Linux is that you can customize pretty much any desktop environment or window manager you want as you want it. so that's it's not really a um, a selling point for tiling window managers that you can customize it. Um, in fact, tiling window managers are actually harder to customize than a desktop environment because most of the stuff is done through dot .files than uh, a GUI settings backend like Plasma or GNOME or GNOME Tweaks or whatever. Um, so I guess you could take this one as a, as a negative, but still, it's customizability. You can customize things and make it look exactly like what you want. Um, the next one is nerd cred. Now, this is a stupid point, but if you use a tiling window manager, you're automatically in the super cool kids club. And um, congratulations to you. Congratulations to me. You now have accepted some nerd cred into your bank of nerd cred points or whatever. Um, it's not really a real thing, but... There's a argument to be made that if you use 
uh, tiling window manager, you're more nerdy than the person who just uses a desktop environment. So if that matters to you, then good. Um, and the next thing is that since I've started using i3 and other window managers, I've learned more about Linux than I ever did before. Now, when I would just use Plasma or whatever, you know, I learned some stuff about Linux and Linux programs and stuff like that and package managers and desktop environments and all that stuff. I used, I learned the basics. But once I started using tiling window managers, I really started to get into the nitty-gritty of how things work. So learning how, uh, for example, I've learned some Python so I could start using Qtile. I've started getting into how dot .files work for different terminal uh emulators like termite and alacrity and uh, urxvt i've learned a lot about x resources and uh, I've, I've before i before i got into tiling window managers i didn't know anything about how to code anything in bash and because i've started to um, you know use terminal based applications more which is my next point um, I've learned more about Linux and open source projects and coding and anything more than I ever had when I was just using desktop environments. Now, uh, we're going to talk a little bit later how this could be a downside um, because you have to be willing to do these things. You have to be willing to be able to get your hands dirty and get into a config file and learn how to, you know, config polybar or whatever. It took me ages and ages to figure out how to get polybar to appear on two monitors. And... I got frustrated a lot, and I just, <laughs> you know, I just end up using i3 blocks or something as an alternative, which is, you know, is fine. But that's one of the things you really have to be willing to do is is learn. Um, and if you're not willing to do that, then you'd probably be better off staying with a desktop environment. So the next one we just kind of talked about is uh, it gets me to use the terminal more. I've started using terminal-based applications. I've before I started using term uh, uh, tiling window managers. I um I didn't know anything about Vim. I always used Nano. I was one of those people. Don't don't pity me. Uh, it's a uh, it's not it's not it's it's a dark time in my 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 history. Uh, I used I was a Nano user, but now I'm a Vim user. And well, I watched those people on YouTube who are Vim experts and like wow you can do a lot of stuff with him i didn't even know and i think i'm like this hot shot vim user and, and no i don't know half of what vim can do but i know more now than it did when i was using a thing now i don't know what about tiling window managers has made me learn more about using terminal based applications like vim and uh neomut and ranger and all those um, it's possible that I do it just because of the nerd cred of using terminal applications, but um, I'm, and, and if I'm being honest, that's kind of it. You know, being able to write those things is kind of cool. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, <coughs> wow, COVID. Um, <laughs> uh, where was I? Um, Oh, like, right, nerd cred. So, some people find them to be, like, they, they use terminal applications because they're more minimal or take up less system resources. I have, like, a supercomputer based on, compared to what I used to have, so I really don't care about minimalism and uh, minimal resource usage. Um, I'm more interested in, you know, 
things that look cool. And as stupid a reason as that is, sometimes you can get terminal-based applications to look cool. And you look cool using them. That's very vain. I can't help it. It's just the way it is. Um, so that's the next thing is that it, if you're interested in minimalism and you uh, don't want a full-blown desktop environment running on your 10-year-old PC, desktop or tiling window managers are very light, especially the, you know, like i3 and uh, DWM and BSPWM. They're all very, very light. Um, I'm not sure about some of the other ones, but uh, I think they're most way less than uh, Plasma. Now, the, the problem is with this argument is that Plasma, I mean, despite its reputation, doesn't use very much uh, in, in terms of resources anymore. Same thing, I mean, even GNOME, which is, God, horrible, don't use GNOME, <laughs> um... Even that doesn't use as much system resources as it used to. You can, and you, there's a lot of things you can do to tweak those desktop environments to make them run better, like you turn off turn off those idiotic animations in GNOME, and your computer automatically you know stops catching on fire. Um, also, thank you, Plasma, for locking my computer in the middle of recording this, which is... <laughs> yes, I'm using Plasma, not a tiling window manager, and it's because um, I can't get my microphone to work in i3 for right now, which is uh, a stupid reason. So that's a downside, um, which we'll talk about later, <laughs> is that sometimes it ha has a hard time um, controlling hardware and accessories because it doesn't have the back end that some desktop environments have. So um, that's a th that's a thing. Um, there are way to get ways to get around that, and uh, most of the time, usually I do. But I just got this microphone, so things are a little new for me right now. I'm just learning. Um, so the next part is uh, the next thing I want to say is that um, it makes me utilize workspaces more. So I don't realize how important workspaces are to me until I get into like Plasma or um, uh, GNOME or um, budgie or whatever and while they have their workstock workspace spaces set up you they're not as prioritized as they are in a window ma window tiling window manager so you have to kind of go set them up and get them set up right and plasma does this i mean i've been so in order i recorded a th the three cast earlier today with with some friends and um with ricky and vince and um so I had to use Plasma in order to get Skype to work properly, and it's a pain in the ass. But and it, the, the the workspace thing is when you change to a second another workspace, it changes on both of my monitors, and you know there maybe there's a way to you know not you know have that happen, but that is annoying as fuck. Like what? That's a waste of. I mean. Instead of having, you know, six workspaces, I could have 12 because I could have six on each. But I really don't because they consider both both monitors one workspace. And it's, oh, I can't, I can't well, how can you live this way? <laughs> you know, it's, it's horrible. Um, I just use, I mean, in my i3 install, which is my daily driver right now, I have, no, I have nine workspaces, okay? And I have one through 
Well, excuse me, I have 10 workspaces. I have 1 through 5 on monitor 1 and 6 through 10 on monitor 2. And I have it so set up so that certain applications will only open up on certain workspaces. So like I have workspace 2, I have set up so LibreOffice will only open up there. Uh, I have so Spotify will only open up on workspace 10. Um, and while I'm sure, like I said, you can do this in a desktop environment, um, using a tiling window manager has made me think about these things more. And I switch workspaces all the time. I mean, hundreds of times every day I switch to a workspace, you know, depending on where the program is um, or multiple programs or whatever. Um, and it just makes me use them. Whereas on when I was just using a, you know, a desktop environment, I just had all my conglomeration of windows all over the place and had to hunt and search for those things, and it was annoying. And I hardly ever used workspaces. And workspaces are a marvel of Linux engineering. I mean, they were so good, Windows copied them. I mean, <laughs> and Mac copied them too, because that's something that Linux had first, and we did write first, and still... A lot of people don't use them. Um, you should, even if you're using a desktop environment, use your workspaces because it's awesome. And it's just so good. Um, all right, so the last thing on the good side, I guess, is uh, I found that, and, and this is somewhat related, I guess, to the last one. Um, I found that tiling window managers tend to have better multi-monitor support. Um, now, this isn't true of all of them. Uh, I've ha I had some problems when I was poking around at DWM to get that to have multi-monitor support. Um, but other, outside of that, I've had no problems. Whereas sometimes with a desktop environment, I've had some issues. Things swapping around, you know, oddly. Uh, so, like, for, so, for some reason, GNOME likes to stretch out over both monitors every once in a while. It's a, I, I don't think that's a GNOME problem. I think that's an X problem. But still, I, I've never had that problem with a tiling window manager um plus it also allows you to easily ch it's much easier to use your keyboard um shortcuts to move things around between monitors and um that's not something that i mean you can do that in like plasma you can go into keyboard shortcuts and create those things and i guess technically you have to do that in a, a tiling window manager too but it just i don't know what it is about having to go into a gui and do those things that make seems it makes it harder or makes it seem like it's harder to uh do than you wouldn't like going into a config file and changing a key binding okay so as you can tell i'm a window tiling window manager fanboy but there are some down downsides um why wouldn't you want to use one so one I'm going to point out is that if you use a desktop environment and it works for you, unless you're one of those people who really, really likes to try things, um, you know, just stick with what works. You know, there's no reason to change. Um, and I said, unless you're like me who likes to change things all the time and try new things, um, just stick with what you know. Um, the biggest reason why you shouldn't use a tiling window manager is if you don't have a can-do attitude. If you just want something that works out of the box and you don't have to do any customization outside of maybe choosing a theme or an icon pack or whatever, um, then stick with a desktop environment because it, like almost every single tiling window manager comes out without a wallpaper. It comes without a bar or if it has a bar, it's a very minimal bar. 
Um, you know, it, it has like i3, I think, uses the default Adawata or whatever uh, GTK theme for any of the GK, GTK apps. It doesn't have, you know, you have to learn how to use LX Appearance and uh, XRander and a, or ARander if you're going to use the GUI or whatever. And, um, you know, so if you're not willing to get your hands dirty to go into the config files and learn how these tiling window managers work, then you shouldn't use them. You know, because that's where all the setting, pretty much all the settings are, you know, are at. And, you know, that's how you're going to learn. If you're not willing to do to do the work and learn, willing to learn, then really tiling window managers aren't for you. And, you know. First of all, I'd ask you, what are you doing on Linux? If you're not willing to learn how to use new things, what are you doing on Linux? Seriously, go back to Windows where the the sheep are, you know? Um, I don't know. It's just, uh, it, it, it kind of, it, it blows my mind that there are people out there who, you know, get into the, get into um, Linux and don't really want to learn, put in effort to learn outside of installing it. Um like congratulations you installed linux take the next step you'll be happy that you did because you learn new things and learning is awesome learning is fun you know just just you know do it anyways so the next thing that's kind of a downside is there are a ton of tiling window managers which one do you choose you know if you're on r slash r slash unix porn you'll see some crazy out there awesome rices on some really weird window managers and you're like what the hell are those um i, I mean i can i can see her and, and name like 12 you know right off the bat you know um, awesome open i3 dwm bspwm herbs left wm um qtile xmonad um sway i mean i could just keep going on and on and on and half of these aren't popular but they're there and they're you know fairly well supported um, and people use them, but which one do you choose, right? Um, my recommendation is if you're going to start off with one, start with i3. It's not as desktop environment-like as like OpenBox or Awesome, but it's more nerdy and it will allow you to get your hands dirty quicker. I think um, that's what I started out with is is i3, and I've met you know I. I've been happy with it. I I keep coming back to i3, um, simply because that's where I have all my customizations done, and uh, when I actually need to get work done and not spend all my day racing, um, you know, it's it's good to not have to worry about, you know, oh that color doesn't match the other colors. What are you doing wrong? <coughs> all right, so. The next thing is that uh, because there are so many window managers, a lot of them aren't well documented. Um, for example, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a rant here. People are loving DWM at the moment. It's going through a resurgence. It's, resurgence. It's been around for a long time, but people are really using it because you know like DistroTube and Luke Smith on YouTube have gotten oh you use DWM. It's way better than everything else. And while that may be true, I don't know because I can't get it installed. The reason why I can't get it installed is because I'm one of those people who has to have you know I'm the I'm an atypical male where I actually have to read the instructions in order to do something, and DWM has no instructions. I mean, zero instructions. You go to the website, it doesn't tell you. It, it tells you to, you have to download stuff, and you have to, uh, 
you know, compile it yourself, which is fine. I know how to do that. It just doesn't tell you where to download it, what folder to put it in, how to put it into a different, into the um, appropriate place so that LightDM can pick it up, so that you can actually do things like use a, a display manager. Um, it doesn't tell you any of these things, and there aren't tutorials like online how to do it um, very well. Um, there are some that aren't very good. Um, I've looked like so. DistroTube has packaged his version of DWM and put it in the AUR, and that's fantastic. But even his documentation is downright horrible. It's not good. Like, I understand this is a me problem. Like, I'm a, I'm a dummy, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> I need instructions. I need step-by-step -step instructions. That's how I learn. Um, and DWM seems to be proud. They like to boast that they're not for noobs, and that's great. But even not, you know, people who are Linux, you know, veterans still need to know how to do things. Um, so, but you, know, you it, they just don't. There's no instructions there, and there's a lot of like, uh, the documentations for BSPWM. It just consists of their GitHub page, I think, um, and it's. There's not a lot there. So if you want to, you know, mess around with BSPWM, you pretty much have to learn on your own. Now, it's not as bad as DWM because there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of YouTube tutorials and stuff on BSPWM out there that are very good. Um, now, on the other hand, there are um, tiling window managers that are very well documented. i3 is is has fantastic documentation. i3 has the best documentation for window manager out there, and I will fight anybody who disagrees. Um, Qtile though comes close. Qtile has some really good documentation. Qtile's documentation is a little bit more technical. It's not as well laid out. It, uh, it, it reads more like a technical manual than i3's does. i3's um, kind of reads like a novel. <laughs> you know, it has, has a uh, you know a, a table of contents and it's really easy and it's really very well laid out. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why I like i3 so much is because I like instructions. I like when you know when I don't know something, which is a lot of the time. You know, it's really nice to be able to go to i3wm.org, click on the documentation link, and wow, it teaches you everything you need to know about i3. Um, pretty much if you have a question about i3 it's going to be in the documentation same thing with qtile you're just going to have to be a little bit better at searching um as you get into the more obscure window managers however the, the documentation goes down so um xmonad has some good documentation but you have to know haskell you know if you don't know any haskell you got to learn some haskell and um that's one of the re you know i like distrotube a lot but he's been pushing uh, Xmonad on people, and that's just not a noob-friendly tiling window manager at all. Not because it's hard to configure, but mostly because Haskell is a ridiculous language. It's, uh, uh, you know, I, I like Awesome too, but Lua is not a very good language either. It's difficult to learn. It's got some very, very weird syntax that you just, if you don't get it exactly right, you're gonna get errors and stuff. Um, now, I, you know, Qtile is written in Python, and I know a little bit of Python, but Python can be picky too, so that's one of the reasons why I like i3 is because i3 is kind of written in this congratulation of their own kind of translation layer bet between what, you know, the code that it uses in the config file, um, and in, 
it also has great error reporting. So if you fuck up your i3 config, it just says, hey, here, there's an error in your config file. Here's the line number. Go fix it, dummy. In Qtile, it breaks your window manager completely. And it doesn't tell you where or why. Um, I, there's an error log, which you have to go hunt down if you want to, but it's not nearly as in your face as i3 is. Um, I'm not sure how cute, how Xmonad does uh, error, error handling. I'm not sure. I can't remember. I haven't played around much with Xmonad, mostly because <laughs> I'm refusing to learn any Haskell. <laughs> it just does not look like a fantastic language to learn. Um, anyways, where was where? What point on my list here was I? Um, so yeah, documentation. Okay, so the next one is not a lot of distribution support. So what I mean by this is that there's not a lot of distributions out there that come with. Uh, window managers baked in so uh, arco does manjaro does and there's an ubuntu spin called regolith that is uh, based on i3 those are the only ones that i know there's a couple of them i I think i remember a couple of them that have open boxes there uh window manager i think there's like a bsd uh distro or whatever they call it is um that has open box but other than that, there's not a lot. So they, uh, if you use Ubuntu, Regolith is pretty much the only thing you have if you want to download it and iOS and ISO with a window manager installed. Otherwise, you're going to stick with a desktop environment and then install a window manager yourself, which is, you know, that's fine and it's probably good for you. But if you're into just downloading a, a ISO with a distro that has a window manager installed, your choices are pretty limited. Um, Manjaro is probably the, the best one for people just because they're easy to find and their their distro is not very bloated with stuff i personally use arco and arco has a ton of different window managers available if you do use their arco linux b i think it's arco linux b it might be arco linux d i can't remember they have that's the problem with arco is they have three different versions and you don't know which one you're gonna do if you do just do the the vanilla arco install that one comes with xfce open box and i3 but they also have the other spins that you can just pick your window manager which is great um I use, I think this one i think the one that i'm using now started off its life as a q tile ISO and then I install i3 and on this one I have DWM i3 open box uh, awesome Herbsloft Xmonad BSPWM I have a whole bunch of window managers here I like switching around as you can tell um, all right so the last one is a me problem I'm addicted to theming and racing and uh, this may not be something that you struggle with um, fuck you, Plasma, for locking up on me again. <laughs> I got I know that you can fix that. I'm just don't use Plasma often enough to care, and tonight is biting me the ass. Um, anyways, um, if you find yourself liking to change things a lot, it can really become addictive to go to r slash Unix porn and find new awesome themes to install. Lately, I've been messing around with Firefox uh, user chrome.css files, trying to create the most awesome Firefox config. I have this um, one-lining, 
one liner uh, Firefox right now where everything's on one line. It's awesome. It's like it's config, it, it's confining, it's um, saving me a whole bunch of space and stuff. It's awesome, but it's something that I've spent a couple hours on. <laughs> I mean, and that's completely. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, that's completely wasted time. And every every time I sit there and, and change polybar configurations or uh, you know change the way my terminal looks to a different color scheme or a different uh, font or whatever, all that time is completely wasted because in the end it doesn't matter at all what your stuff looks like as long as you, it's allows you to be productive. Um, but I like racing, and uh, that's good for me bad for my productivity but it can be addicting um, and uh, you know that's just something you'd have to you know look out for have more willpower than me don't join the dark side all right so should you use a tiling window manager I'm gonna go back to what I said all the way 32 minutes ago use what works for you um, if you're using a desktop environment right now and you're productive and you don't think you can get more productive Stay where you're at. If you're one of the people, one of the people who likes to change things and experience new, um, you know, ways of doing things, and think you might be able to benefit from something like tiling window managers, give it a try because it's really easy. Just if you're on Ubuntu sudo apt install i3. Um, now, granted, you'll have to have some uh, dependencies. You'll need i3 lock, and you'll need i3 bar, and you need i3 status, and you'll need dmenu. Um, all those are in the Ubuntu repositories. If you're on, if you're on Arch, Pacman dash capital S i3, uh, same with the dependencies I just mentioned, and you'll have i3 installed. Um, and there are tons. Actually, if you're going to start out with i3, there are tons and tons of tutorials out there. There, there's a YouTube series with three videos on it on how to customize i3. It tells you how to install it on Ubuntu. It, uh, that's where I learned. It's so good. Um, and like I said earlier, the i3 uh, documentation, fantastic. Go read it. It's it's like the it's the arch wiki of tiling window managers. It's so good. Um, now granted, it's not as extensive as the arch the arch wiki, but it doesn't have to be. It's because it's just for a window manager. Um, it's it's good. It's good. Go go do it. That's what I say. Anyways, so that is it for us or for me. Uh, this time, if you want to get in contact with uh, me on Twitter, I'm at MTWB. Uh, you can follow the LinuxCast at the LinuxCast. You can f follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash the LinuxCast. Now, every once in a while, I have a co-host. His name is Ricky Williams, um, but that man is busy. He has like 12 children or something, and he has a job um, that keeps him out of the house a lot. So he doesn't join me very often. Um, if you are interested in being a co-host or would like to talk to you know on this podcast every once in a while give me a pm maybe i can find someone to talk to because i'm not just sitting here in my office talking to myself i say um a lot less when i talk to somebody else too so you'll you'll notice that i say um a lot i try to edit some of those things out but i don't know if i'm gonna do that this time i seem to have done a lot better um um, um, um you know anyways uh, I did Facebook, I did Twitter. You can subscribe to us on pretty much any podcast uh, catcher that you use, including many on Linux. So go do that. Make sure you leave a review, and um, I'll see you next time.